Welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. I'm Jasmine, your host for today, and I have my friend Marina Galan. Hi, Marina. Hi, Jasmine. It's so good to be here. <laughs> Thank you for coming. I'm so happy. People, Marina, I've met Marina during Super Coach Academy. Uh, I actually met her a little bit before because I took some classes from Michael and she was actually a speaker on one of the classes, but I actually met her and hugged her and everything during Super Coach Academy last year because she's a mentor coach. So I am. What yeah. else do you do, Marina, just for people who are listening in, just so they get to know? I know that you can tell them you're in Mexico. I am in Mexico. I am in Querétaro, Mexico. I live here with my three boys. And uh, I work as a mentor coach. So I help coaches up their game. Mm. And I am also a coach and a teacher and a trainer. I work with, you know, people and groups and organizations and businesses and whatnot, like Whoever really wants to hear this, I am, I am game for that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, I, I, it's really cool to see people come alive eh, when they, when they get this conversation that we have, it's just so, I was thinking the other day, it's like, I get chills. I get the goosies, you know, yeah. when somebody gets something and they're like, oh, wait, I can do this. Yeah. And then you see, they see something. It's so inspiring because they get so inspired, right? And they get so excited. So you get excited for them and for yourself. And it's just this virtuoso cycle in which everybody just gets to be happier and happier and happier and, and more real and more authentic and more present in life. Yeah. 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 It's, and, and it just brings me to what I wanted to talk with you about, because one of the things that I am seeing that I'm doing for myself and that I tend to guide my clients towards also is, you know, like I noticed that I, I had two lives. I had like the life in my head, the life, my inner life, the, the life that I would live, you know, intimately with myself. And then I had the life that I would show when I went outside, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and sometimes it was just not aligned. Not sometimes, a lot of the times I should say it was just not aligned until I got, you know, to understand, you know, where my experience came from and until I understood where my actions came from, like whatever I was thinking, that's what was generating my actions. And, and I'm seeing the more I'm in this conversation with people, the more my outer life is starting to align with my inner life. Right. And I'm so much more peaceful. There you go. There you go. Because, you know, one is, one is always tempted to say, well, which, which one of those lives is the, is the original one, mm -hmm. is the real one, is the real you? But 
Oh God, it's just that we learn so early on to edit ourselves and modify ourselves to please and fit in and belong and, you know, just feel like we are doing okay. And we do that by sacrificing ourselves, by sacrificing our real life. But it never works out, Jasmine, does it? No. And it's tiring. It's tiring. It's exhausting because you have to keep it up. It's not a natural thing. So you have to, it requires energy from you to do that. So you get exhausted. Absolutely. Feeding a character, feeding, feeding, yeah. You know, recently, I don't know, well, recently, a few months back, I was in a conversation with my 13-year-old son, and he was telling me about the Great Wall of China <laughs> and how amazing it was and how they had built it and all the engineers and all the workers, and it was, everybody was, you know, fascinated by it. But it never worked out. It never actually fulfilled its purpose because maintaining it was just so expensive. It required so much effort, you know? So it was like, so they had this amazing thing that was useless because the effort to maintain it was just too much. And then he went really quiet for about 30 seconds. And then he said, I guess the same thing happens with us and our hearts, right? Like we constantly are building walls up to protect ourselves. And those walls are the same walls that do not allow us to inhabit the world, to be in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, I was, um, I was listening to a video a little earlier from Michael and as he was talking, the thought came up to me. It was like, lighten up. It's all made up. <laughs> it is. And when you realize it's all made up, you can't take it very seriously, can you? Yeah. Yeah. There's this, there's this, there's this thing that makes us think that it's true. Like we, we make it up, but we think that it's the truth and we make it a thing. We thingify it, you know, and the, it's like a, it's like a snowball, right? Like we think something and we make it a thing. And then out of this thing that we thought some more thinking comes, okay, well, now that I've created this, I also need to create this and this. And then it's just growing and growing and it makes it into this nice tight ball of thinking. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't call it very nice, but yes, I get what you mean. <laughs> well, nice because it was circle in my hands. Yes. <laughs> but it becomes so solid. It's like this. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we've, we've all heard the analogy of the cloud, right? Like we look at the cloud and it's like, yeah, there's this thing in the air, but the more, the closer we get to it, the, the like, oh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I sometimes think of, think of thoughts as, 
birds, you know, and then every once in a while, birds crossing the sky, flying across the sky. And every once in a while, a bird that I don't particularly like will fly by. And then I will try to grab the bird and dress it up and put makeup on it to make it prettier, you know? And, oh. and the bird just wants to, you know, be set free. So it starts picking at me and, you know, it starts to hurt. And it's like, stop it. You're a mean bird. I'm going to turn you into a nice bird so you can fly in my sky. And we just engage with, with them creating so much unnecessary suffering. Mm. Another thing I heard today, suffering comes from the thinking mind. That was kind of like, it just hit me. I was like, yeah, it's like there's this mind that I have. I'm sure you have it too, but I'm going to talk about mine right now. <laughs> I have um, a thinking mind and I loved my thinking mind before <laughs> I got into this conversation. Now I'm kind of like, okay, wait, let me doubt the thinking mind for a little bit now, right? <laughs> and, and I would suffer. And I actually, I had one of these realizations where I was like, I'm suffering and I didn't like suffering. I'm not, you know, I, not particularly fond of suffering. <laughs> and I took a class once and they said, suffering is an option. I thought that, you know, that was cool. Suffering is an option. I don't have to take it basically. Right. But it worked just for a little bit. <laughs> Until I really saw, wait a second, I'm the one creating, like the suffering is coming from what I'm thinking, not from what is. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, but the suffering is your wisdom giving you feedback around why not think of it differently. <laughs> like bringing an invitation to look at things differently because because the way you are looking at it is not useful. Hmm. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that. So when we when whenever we have a problem. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you said so say I said, a little bit more about that. A little bit more about, you know. Because I used to think, so we were talking about suffering and how, you know, the suffering is our wisdom. Like, that's what you said. You said the suffering is our wisdom telling us to stop thinking about it <laughs> in that way. Um, yeah, that's like, I get it, but I'd like to like, just like hear more about it. Unpack it a little bit. Yeah, just unpack it a little bit. I'm thinking of a friend of mine who's been suffering lately, and I was like, <laughs> I would like her to hear this. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> for me, the definition of problem is I have a disagreement with reality. Mm, I love that. Do you see? So when you have a small problem, you have a small disagreement. When you have a big problem, you have a big disagreement with reality. Yeah. Now the whole, the whole process of gaining clarity is entering agreement with reality, like accepting what is, yes. right? So the way I see it, suffering 
is our wisdom giving us feedback, letting us know that we are not in agreement with reality. So in a way, it is letting us know that our mental construct is in disagreement with reality, so it is not useful to deal with this reality. You need to, you know, break it down or let it fall apart so you can have a new agreement with reality that will bring, the, bring you the clarity to deal with this reality. Mm. So suffering, suffer, suffering is just our wisdom letting us know that our thinking is not useful right now to deal with this circumstance. Mm. I love it. I really do. I think like, because, you know, one of the things I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and she was you know, she was upset because she was thinking of doing something and if she did this, this was going to happen. And, and if this would be, then, you know, she wouldn't have to think about this and this, you know, like she was really fighting with it all. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, but that, that's, that's not now. And I, I was trying to, that's what, like, you kind of put it into words, what I was trying to to say to her but it's like yeah but right now what's going on right now because she was trying to make a decision the fact is she just didn't know yeah there you go yeah so you don't know what to answer so just just be until because when you're gonna know you're just gonna know exactly but we are in such a hurry yeah we are in such a hurry and you know jasmine there's 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 a second part to this agreeing with reality because a lot of the people that I talk to say, do you mean I, I must agree with my circumstance? You know, I must agree with this and then I, I don't need to change it or I don't need to do anything about it. I must just accept it and, you know, be submissive around it. And it's not that at all. It's agreeing with reality, agreeing with what is, to gain clarity so that you can actually deal with it in a way that is useful and assertive and wise. It is not about, oh, well, this is it. You know, the, the guy beats me up every night. I must accept it. No, you must accept that he does and that you're not okay with that so that you can gain the clarity mm. to deal with it somehow. So it's a mentor of mine calls it giving up as a strategy, <laughs> giving up as a strategy. So surrendering so that we can gain clarity and then we know what to do. Because as long as we are in disagreement, wisdom can only inform us about our disagreement. That's it. Mm. When we enter agreement, then wisdom can inform us about reality. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does to me. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely makes sense. Yeah, because when we're disagreeing, we're just looking at the disagreement. Yeah. We're not looking at what is. Well, we are actually. We're looking at what is, and what is dis is disagreement. Yes. So all we're seeing is disagreement. Our opposition to what is. You know, which is what is in us. Yeah, basically. Agreement is such a trap. 
you know, like I, I have so many people, you know, that I talk to and they're like, yeah, but this person agrees with me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And <laughs> we're not talking about agreement here. You know, we're talking about peace. We're talking about, you know, a place where you can just look and see things for what they are. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's such a, it's such a difficult word. It gets us lost so easily because like what you were saying before, you know, uh, when, when we want to be ourselves, we have to start agreeing with us versus agreeing with others. Right. And, and we are taught so deeply to just agree, agree, you know, give in, keep the peace, let this flow you know hide yourself yeah and we are pointing in the opposite direction it's like it's like an agreement to say no hold on a second like this is me and if i want to bring myself into life if i want to be present in my life i need to begin to agree with what is real inside as well yeah you know one of the one of the things that I've been dealing with all my life has been my body image. I mean, it started very, very young. I remember, I mean, I was probably six, you know, the first time, maybe even five, maybe even four, like no joke. Like I've been told so young that there was a problem with the way my body looked, you know, and, and, and so I had to hide for a while, you know, I hid in big clothes. <laughs> that was kind of like the process. And then, and then it was kind of like, okay, well, I'm tired of wearing the big clothes. <laughs> Can I just wear clothes without having to, you know, float into my stuff? And, and then um, started studying. Oh yeah. The study, like, how can I fix this body? Let me fix it. Like, how can I do it? And there's like this whole industry out there. <laughs> oh boy, There's like a whole industry out there that's ready to give me all the right tools to fix my body, you know? And I did a lot of that. And, and, you know, and I was like, oh, I got tired. It kind of came back to, you know, like hiding this person where you have to, you know, it requires so much energy to keep it up because it's not a natural thing. So I would get tired and then I would get discouraged and then I would create thoughts about that and then it would become a big thing and at one point I think you know in my 30s I just put everything in a box closed it up real tight you know taped it double tape triple tape gazoo tape just put it on the side there and I said screw this I ain't looking there no more this is who I am if you don't like it f you you know of course but that was tiring too why because I could never look there. It was natural. Like the box is right there, you know? Uh, don't look. Okay. Oh, shit. Don't look. Oh, you know, like it requires an effort. Like I'm joking around, but it was, it, 
it was in my space and it was a big box. It wasn't just a small box. And then, you know, I had to defend my decision. No, I'm not looking at this anymore. You guys leave me alone because everybody, you know, loves me. Like who wouldn't love this? Uh, <laughs> you know, people love me and they want, you know, they want to be good to me and they, and they, impose their thinking and they impose their you know some of them would do it not so nicely and some of them would do it nicely but I was kind of like defending my I'm defending my decision and that's tiring oh yeah it sounds like a lot of work it is it is defending anything sounds like a lot of work Jasper. yeah and you know when I when I finished Supercoach Academy you're gonna laugh but throughout the whole Supercoach Academy I never looked at this box you know, I just never looked at it. And when I finished Supercoach Academy, I was like, wait a second, that box is all thinking. Wait a second. <laughs> you know, like it kind of occurred to me. And then I started like kind of like going around the box. Huh, I wonder what happens if I look there, you know. And um, yeah, I'm starting to see how. I had made it impossible. That big box really was just like an impossibility. Yeah. Right? So when something's impossible, why look at it? Yeah, I understand. So I started looking at it. And that's when I met Rob. Okay. And Rob Cook is um is a, a super coach that I'm sure you've met before uh, <laughs> who hasn't met Rob in the in in our group and um we're we're very good friends and now he's making this segment called move the way you want and he essentially you know talks to me about well that's just thought okay so that doesn't work so look for something else if the going to the gym doesn't work, Jazz, do something else, you know? And I've started, you know, sitting up and sitting down from my chair for no apparent reason. I might look weird, but all of a sudden I'm like doing this stuff and I'm like, I'm so funny. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. So Rob and I, I have a segment for Rob. The, the beginning of segment is actually a funny story because we, and you, I'm going to start the segment and you'll see where we went with that. And, and then, and then we'll come back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, hello everybody. This <laughs> is the segment. Move the way you want, but just move babies. <laughs> and the reason both Rob and I are laughing is because we were talking off camera and, uh, <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to ask him a question and I was just caught up in my thinking and I was like, oh man, maybe we should not do this live or maybe we shouldn't do this live. And we flipped the coin. Well, we, we didn't have a coin. Google had the coin and he flipped it. And, um, basically here we are live, we are uh, live. recording <laughs> my most embarrassing moments. Uh, 
<laughs> so, well, the season isn't about your embarrassing moments, but it's about you know, you know you looking for for things. So exactly, I like this. I'm glad we are here. Yeah, it's about looking. So obviously, the segment is you know about moving just moving. And so Rob and I have been working together for a little while and we've been talking about, you know, how I'm caught up in my shit thinking about <laughs> moving and eating. Um, and so before we started this podcast, I was like, I can't be freaking talking about this because I'm not doing shit. Right. So that's what kind of showed up for me. I was kind of like, Oh my God, how dare I create a podcast talking about movement when I'm not even moving. And then I kind of like, and, and as I'm thinking it, I proceeded to say yes. And then I walked yesterday and I've been getting up and I've been moving, lifting my hand, my legs up, you know, in the middle of watching TV. And uh, I've been doing my, my posture exercises for my bump in the back here that I, you know, thought I was stuck with for the forever <laughs> um, and now I'm seeing something different which is really cool because I just thought oh man now I have a bump in the back of my head and I look stupid and I have to hide it let's let's have long hair and you know hide that bump but now I'm I'm seeing that no it's actually possible to get rid of it by doing some exercise so like I could see that I'm mixed up in it all i'm mixed up in the i shouldn't be no i should be doing more right there's yeah. like it's it's um it's a thought that's creating how i'm moving basically yeah. and as soon and i have this thing that as soon as there's a should involved I kind of like, oh yeah, make me. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a bad habit, unfortunately. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's a good habit, you know, uh, like when it came to computers, somebody told me, no, you can't do that. I'd be like, mm, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I can see that in your personality. I can see that. Uh, but it's, it's a very common place um, because it's, it's really just caught up in the storm of similar to what we were talking about uh, on previous segments about what we think fitness and movement really is. So no, you may not have done the prescribed exercises we did in a training workout. Got it. But I was there to guide you through those so you wouldn't hurt yourself anyway. So if you chose not to do those, there wouldn't be a bad thing considering those going for the walk and doing the flutter kicks on the couch and the things that you felt then it's a win it's it's not that it has to be those exercises it's just you have to move more that's it it's no move more than you moved yesterday um you know not be stagnant so and it's move how you like maybe you don't like some of the exercises we did maybe you did them because i was just saying come on jazz you can do it yeah. But find what you like, find what fits and just move. Yeah. Like the get ups, the get downs, walking the dogs, um, all of that, all of that counts. And uh, when we see 
that it counts, we do more of that. And doing more of that essentially gets us to where we want to be moving more often. You know, it's kind of like um, most people, you ever had that feeling or that thought sometimes, well, well, it ain't going to be that much anyway, so I might as well not bother with it at all. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, every time you move, it counts. Every time. So it's never too little. Every time you move, it counts. Whether that's walking to the refrigerator, whether that's walking to take the trash out, you know, everything you do counts. It challenges the system. It gives you feedback on if the system is doing, you know, operating efficiently and effectively. It's, it's telling you what quality of life you're probably operating in. It's doing, all of it matters if we, you know, listen to it. So I, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing that you, there's certain exercises I don't do every day, you know, <laughs> I hate. There's certain exercises I have to set on my calendar to do what they won't be done. You know, I get that. But no, it's, it's about moving though. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, and you have different, like different exercises that we could do, like, you know, like I, I get the squats. I'm, I'm fine with the squats. I could actually add that, you know, like I just get up and I lift my legs. Well, I could actually just get up and do squats. I could do that. Like I, I but it's like when I get caught up in the, in the thinking of it all, like who the hell are you to do this? And, and yeah. why are you talking about this live on the podcast that people can listen oh, to? Is your camera. Stand up, stand up on your camera right now. Tilt that camera up so I can see your face. Can you tilt your camera up? Is it a way to tilt it up? Oh, so you have a stand, a tilted desk. Well, I don't have a tilt desk, but I have it to my laptop. Oh, okay, cool. So walk up a little bit. Right there. You're perfectly in frame. Doing a podcast like that, standing up. Totally different. All the movement counts. You were like, no, I don't like that. I don't want that. <laughs> but you get my point. You get my point of how easy it is to, to just move. And then just lift your knees up right there while we're talking. Look at that. You never expected to do that. We're just having a conversation. Or you're dancing when you get Georgia online or somebody and you're playing and you're joking and you're, you're having a glass of wine and you're dancing like that. That's movement. Yeah, see, I like, I like better doing this than doing exactly but imagine getting two or three of your girlfriends on a zoom call like this and just playing some music drinking your wine or whatever you want to do laughing and joking but dancing moving just going to the beat however you want to do it just because y'all together for an hour you're gonna sweat you're gonna that that will change you know you look at you you think about it now yeah okay guys Who's up with me? Who's coming on? Okay, I'm going to start this on Friday. We're going to do stand-up, dance party. Let's just chat. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay. Well, oh, now, I'm not, now I'm going to be too far, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I get that. Just have to get out of your head, right? Because, like, staying yeah. there is just going to demoralize me yeah and i think that's why i wanted to talk to you 
before we recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I, I swear, man, I love flipping coins. Like if I ever, if it, because it's no way the coin doesn't know. Yeah. And neither do I, honestly. Yeah. Neither do I. So it's kind of like pick the path and go. And then what happens, happens. Okay. So guys, next episode, we will flip a coin and Rob will choose what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's pretty dope. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. Let's let's do some more of these things. Hope it made a difference for somebody out there listening. I know. Move how you want. Yeah. Just move. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That was that we had a 10 minute of joke in there <laughs> oh my god I, I laughed I yeah laughed. thank you for sharing that with me that was beautiful you're welcome it like I was looking like it really brings back brings me back to like I was listening and I was like yeah that's what we were just talking about how sometimes there's there's things that we know to do that we don't do just because of all of the stuff we have in the way. Yeah, absolutely. We shut our wisdom down because of our thinking, because of our belief, because of our identity. And we refuse to listen. We override it constantly constantly like what you were describing you know like i know how to move i can stand up from my chair and back and this is fun and it looks funny and you know it makes me feel good but if you started thinking you know it looks ridiculous and what if someone would you know like this this is just dumb like you would you would override your wisdom so easily and we do that everything with everything I mean, and it's, it's, it's no surprise, Jasmine, like we are taught to override our wisdom, you know, when, whenever your mother or father or brother or friend says, I know better, this is what you have to do. You know, like this is how it's done. Trust me, I have been here for way longer than you have. Like we are being taught to override it. Mm-hmm. So learning to trust ourselves again is an amazingly beautiful, but sometimes counterintuitive process given everything we have learned. I was taking um, a course with Michael this, this uh, not long ago, maybe a week ago. It, I think it just turned out and it was called Living Fearlessly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael was doing this exercise and he was like, okay, guys, for the next minute, I want you guys to be selfish and think about you. How are you going to make yourself feel better in this moment? And I can see how, like, I see it over and over again. I've been selfish for a while with myself, you know, I, and I think that I've had the, the, the luxury of being able to do that because I'm single and I have no children. Right. So I've been selfish for a while (laughs) with myself. I was like, okay, I'm tired right now. I'm going to bed. 
right? Where a mother with a baby that's crying won't necessarily have the chance to do that right now. But I, in conversations that I have with, with friends, like I can see that, you know, like there's, but I can't do that. It's selfish and they don't want to be selfish. That's the whole point. <laughs> we get like, we get caught up in this loop of, okay, but is it selfish? No, it's not selfish. Well, should I be selfish? Oh man. So it's exhausting because everything we're doing is just to manipulate other people's thinking about us or our own thinking about ourselves. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> it's so much work. It's super vigilant, isn't it? It's like, and you know, one of the things that I've lost in, in being in this conversation is my memory. Like I used to be, I don't know. Did you ever have that experience too? Where I'm like, I used to remember things. Like I was proud of my memory. Now I'm kind of like, wait, wait, what, what did we do? Because <laughs> I'm so, I'm in the moment. I'm living this moment. I don't have to store the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can be in it. And just live through it and not, you know, hold all this bandwidth of remembering things, you know? <laughs> like, I'm, I was, I'm thinking of your box, right? The yeah. box that you don't want to look at, but it's taking up space. Yeah. And so in order for anything new to come through, you need to clear up that space and just let go of that old stale thinking that is heavy in your mind somehow, you know? And I, I think we, we, we convince ourselves that we have to remember everything because, simply because we don't know that we are always perfectly equipped to deal with the present moment. Yeah. But because we don't know that, it's like, well, what, what if we're not? What if I won't be ready, you know? And so I need all this baggage, intellectual baggage, emotional baggage to be ready because this is how we learn, right? Through experience. And we, we are convinced that that is where wisdom lies. Mm. And it's just not true. Wisdom is wisdom in the moment. Like we are always ready, always prepared. Yeah, we think that wisdom is experience right we we kind of confuse the oh yeah okay well now that i'm old i have wisdom because i have experience no actually you know that, that's not it at all that's not it at all like in this conversation you learn that <laughs> wisdom, wisdom has nothing to do with time wisdom is outside of time right like it is always present it is always guiding you it is always helping you think of stuff that you can do right now in order to deal with right now. The problem is that it cannot bring information about the past or the future. It can only bring information about now, right? So as long as you stay there, you have access to it all. So guys, just stay there in the moment right now. In the moment right now.
my children uh they call they call the old thinking the buckets because once i was you know trying to explain this wisdom in the moment thing to them and i told them Im imagine that you live in a river right inside the river and you get thirsty and you drink the water from the river and it quenches your thirst, right? So you say, oh, this water is so good for thirst. Let me take a bucket of it for future use, right? And then the next time you get thirsty, you try the water from the bucket and it doesn't take away the thirst. So you drink from the river and you say, ah, oh, this water is good for this kind of thirst. Let me take another bucket. And you start collecting buckets and buckets and buckets until you can't see the river anymore and you forget the river completely. But everybody else around you has also forgotten the, the river and everybody's full of buckets, right? So when you get thirsty and your buckets don't quench your thirst, you go to your father's bucket or your mother's buckets. <laughs> I got it. Or your friend's buckets, right? And, and if nobody has a bucket for your thirst, they will send you to the therapist because they have very special buckets <laughs> that nobody else has, right? So everything we think we know, including who we are, is just buckets. And you are in the river. But the river can only bring the water for the thirst you have right now. It cannot bring the water for tomorrow and it cannot bring the water for yesterday. Yesterday's water is not good anyway in that bucket. <laughs> it's not good anyway. Like, forget the buckets, right? Let go of all that weight. Let it go. And, and it's not the same letting it go than talking it away and double tape and, you know, let's put it in the closet. No, you won't need it anymore ever again. Yeah. You can be sure of that. Mm. Well, that sounds like a nugget of wisdom to me. <laughs> And the reason why I'm telling you that is because usually at the end of the episode, I say, do you have a nugget of wisdom? And you've already beat me to it. So <laughs> I was prepared you and I did not know I was prepared. You see, <laughs> Marina, this was great. Thank you so much for accepting. It was, I loved our conversation. Thank you so much, Jasmine. It's been it's been such a pleasure seeing you again and, and seeing you so well and so present and so alive. You're glowing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, everyone, if uh, you'd like to see a little bit more about Marina, I'm gonna put everything in the description for you so you guys can. You can also download the podcast at uh, the Podbean address if you'd like, and please make sure that you subscribe to my channel. <laughs> and uh, so I want to thank you again. And uh, to everybody else, I'm going to say, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. Bye. Bye.